I'm not stopping the wall out of them. Tell you the truth, I'm not care about them. Power me up in the dump in the dump in the dump in the Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Tea in the Morning again. A lovely Sunday to share with all of you. I got a lovely special guest with here with me today. Oh, sorry about that, guys. And we're going to be doing our soundtrack sessions, but we're going to do it a little differently this time. So we're going to be playing those songs throughout the whole show. So here's our first track. So yeah, I appreciate all of you coming here and uh, getting live with us. Walking home, I see the G ride. Now, cat is driving. 
you guys can hear me right now it's my second time producing my own show and uh, I'm just making sure you guys can hear me so like I said I got a very special guest to hear with me today I had to message him last night and be like what do you want me to put on the poster like I don't know what you want me we just chatted as Amzi we chatted as skating he was like skating with Amzi or skating as Amzi but I had to say by that point we'd already made the poster so we couldn't change it but we're gonna say it's skating with Amzi but I like to just say Amzi because he's my guy. So yeah, Amzi, welcome to the show. Anytime I do things like this, people always, are always like, what do we call you? And I'm just like, it, whatever just comes up. You know, people know who I am. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, kind of, you know, popping my collar. But yeah, people know who I am, bro. People know who you are. Yeah, that's it. I man. like this. I World like famous this. skater over Afro. You know what I mean? If you live in Tottenham, you know who I am. I, I, I'm sure the one the one thing that always comes into my head with your afro is the speed skate. And when you get low with the speed skate, and it's just like... Right, right. And I'm just like, yo, like, <laughs> that shit is popping. <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah. All right, so just while I uh, make sure that you can hear the bed and hear yourself in here, give us a little introduction into how you got into... Because uh, uh, you got a few things that you do. You do video, you do radio... You do skating. Give me, give me a few other things that you do and tell me, one, what's your favorite one? And two, how you got into that one? Okay, so the first thing I would always say is skating. Um, I got into skating when I was like really young. Uh, I was like a bit of an awkward, awkward kid. Um, and I just like wanted to find something that I was like pretty decent at. And I used to go to this off school club. Uh, long story short, like I went, I went to this off school club. They used to do like... Um, what's it called? Uh, like skating on a Wednesday and Friday, and I went down there and I like, you know, had some fun. Got really, really terrible, but yeah, I was I was alright um, after like a few years, uh, and that was it. Like, you know, got got pretty decent at skating, um, and just kept going until started skating like a few years ago, three years ago, I think it is. I think it's free. It's hard to tell, isn't it? When, yeah. When it comes to uh, when it's lockdown, you're like. When did that? When did that actually happen, bro? Honestly, like, I feel like they sh at this point they should just change the calendar and I'm, make everyone like in their forties. I mean, time's relative, right? Right. And for everyone that knows me and knows how much I hate people being late, you'd never think you'd hear me say that. But in the real context of everything, time is actually relative. Hundred percent. You know, 
Like, who, who, who really made up the times? Who really designed when everything is? People have different calendars over the fucking time of times. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. You know, what if in some places the sun was up for over 24 hours? <laughs> Would that be the same day? Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but to, to that extent, even an hour is relative, right? Like an hour doesn't have to be 60 minutes. It Why really can't did. an hour just be 12 minutes? And who designed, like, that design of time had to have been designed at a point where someone was going to benefit off it. Right. Like, is it the work week? Like, who, obviously, when I say work week, I know it was obviously designed way before where we are now. But yeah. who was benefiting off that concept of That's time saying, in bro. the time? That's what I'm saying. And uh, I don't know if you've seen, but, like, the isn't London going to trial the, the four-day work week? I did see this. Yeah. I did see this. I think that's really cool. Would that then mean that the weekend is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? <laughs> well, not Thursday, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'd be that Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Would that change the weekend? Yes, 100%. But also, it will open up a lot more opportunities for things to do on Friday. Because what do you do on Friday? Like, Friday is like an, an evening time, right? Oh, bro, I, I'm, I'm freelance and I barely have any work. So right. I, <laughs> every day is Friday to me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but what if I'm, you but, got any work, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> 100%, bro, 100%. Well, my, my, my thing is, like, I think it'd be dope to, like, see people, like, going out to lunch on a Friday. You know what I mean? And not just, just in kicking it, yeah. yeah just Having some it. more time to actually just... Yeah. Just because if you go out on a Friday after a long week, yeah. you don't wake up on Saturday till late. 100%. And then you have to decide on Saturday if you want to go out again with all the people who didn't go out on Friday. Yeah. And again, I, also, obviously, I'm saying this as someone who doesn't have to do any of this. This is what I've heard. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then on Sunday, you just feel like shit. Yeah. So then by Monday, you're like, why the hell am I back at work? You know, Bro. you need another day to chill. Yeah. I saw... Uh, a uh, a quote from Keanu Reeves, yeah, and he the quote was, um, "None of us are gonna make it out of here alive." That's the that's the quote. None of us are making it out of here alive. So he's like, just do the shit you want to do. It's just, it's so simple, but yeah, so perfectly so on perfect. the nail. Yeah, it's so Keanu Reeves. Yeah, like, it's so Keanu Reeves. Yeah, no one's making it out of here alive. But what, I guess what is making it out of here, like, it's true. That that's kind of the whole concept then of like. Yeah, what is even making it out of here? Like, nothing. So that yeah. no one is going to make it out. Of, you're going to make it out of here, period. Like, yeah. I was I, saying this to someone the other day, and I don't know if it's quite selfish, but there's a little bit of me that almost would appreciate seeing the end of the world more than the world appreciating seeing the end of me. That's, that's because we're just deep, humans. Like, yeah. no one gives a shit. When, not, no one gives a shit when we die, but like, yeah. nothing really changes, right? But yeah. seeing the end of the world, like, that'd be kind of mad, bro. Honestly, like, I, I think anytime I talk about, like, time travel and stuff, I'm always like, you have to go forward. You know what I mean? Like, going back is dope and, like, learning, like, what actually happened. But you have to go forward, man. you got to see. I, I want to go, like, maybe to... What if you went too far and then you didn't get back? <laughs> no, oh, 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 I've gone past time and space and now there's, we're yeah. back to nothing. See, that's the problem. A reverse Big Bang. That's the big problem. But, like, I just, I, I would love to see, like, the, the technology advances. I'd love to see the whole AI stuff. Um, Until it got rid of us. Yeah, but then I'd just be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I've seen it. I know what's going to happen. I don't have to worry too much about my Alexa chatting to me while I'm sleeping. You it doesn't mean? make a difference anymore. Yeah, I don't it's care like, I don't, Yeah, it, they got me. So it didn't matter anyway in the, in the, in the end. Like, Fine, I don't care. I was watching this doc on this guy who was pretending to be this kid who said birds aren't real. Yeah. And it was this whole thing about this birds aren't real. And it's just this complete 
satire about getting people invited. And, you know, everyone involved isn't really, that no one believes it. Right. But it's this whole concept of like everything we pretend that we believe we're scared of and all this kind of bullshit. And it was just like so endearing to see this person take the complete piss. It's like, it's almost like someone who's gone forward, seen that it doesn't make a difference what we say or do anyway. So just fucking have as much fun with it as you can. It doesn't really, does it? It doesn't really. Everything's like, got you. Like, yeah. if you walk around with a phone, like, it, that's it. Honestly, honestly. I'm, I've been like, I've been, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this live, but like, I've been getting into the flat earth stuff. I swear. Like, ju- like just listening to what everyone has to say. Not, no, I, I, I made a joke about Flat Earth like two two shows ago. Okay. <laughs> but I can debate it. I yeah. can debate it. Right. Because I, I, a couple of people have said it to me, not on radio, but a, a couple of people have mentioned it to me. And the thing is, the thing with arguments in those kinds of ways is it's like, I guess the problem why it will never, no one can ever come to a, I guess, a, a point yeah. is that it's like, it's that kind of, everything is a lie and if it if everything is a lie then you can't it's almost like you can't debate anything else right because it's like it's such an overarching statement fact to say that ev- literally everything that we believe like you know the biggest companies in the world and the biggest governments and all of this is just complete lies it's yeah. like it very well could be yeah we all could just be living a complete like 100 percent. yeah but it's like there's no argument there then. You can't really debate the next thing because it's just like, well, if, if nothing is true, then it's like, okay. Yeah. And I that's totally... kind of where I go to it. It's like, oh, I can't believe that nothing is true because then it's like, what's the point? Right. I totally, I totally agree with that. But I think, I think more so the idea behind the whole flat earth thing, right, is I think there's people who maybe don't feel very like special or don't feel like there's much going on for them. They want to be the first to break that news. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, by the way, the that's Earth's actually flat. You know yeah, what I mean? That's interesting. As opposed to like, oh, I actually believe that the Earth's flat. It's more so like, oh yeah, like I, I knew this before anyone else. Like the Bitcoin people, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're walking up here yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's lots of people who are like worth like a couple million now or 15 million to be precise. Hey, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, I got in at 2000, in 2007. Well, it's like, well, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that's when like it was like used to do like weird stuff on the internet. So I wouldn't have had it. If I had it, I wouldn't right. have kept it. Exactly. Yeah. I would have just been buying ridiculousness. Do you think there's an element of like, because this is what I was going to talk to you about today anyway. Right. But do you think there's an element of like nine, like escapism in the tribal aspect of it? So it's like people who might be questioning all the things. Like I said, if you're questioning everything, it's almost a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a daunting kind of experience to be questioning a, like a lot of reality and a lot of what you've grown up to believe. And so by finding groups of people who are also questioning all of those realities, there's almost a bit of comfort in being able to be a bit of a tribe in that as well. So, you know, you're kind of, you feed off that. We know, we know the difference. We know more than you. Mm-hmm. But because you're all doing that together, you're not so alone anymore. You're not necessarily like outed as thinking something different. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I think there's a tribal there's a tribal thing in everything that we do. It's, it isn't just like you know, like conspiracy theories or whatever you want to call it. I think there's there's always tribal things in in the things that we do, and I think a lot of that comes from like pre like ever like like um, like a more uh, like kind of primitive 
time that we just lived like in. Just like pure, na- pure nature. Pure like. nature. Yeah, yeah. Pure nature. Yeah, like you, you form a tribe so people don't come and kill your tribe. You know what I mean? And, and you, you like gravitate to people who are like you and right. you gravitate away from people who right. like, do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. It's like, 100%. I guess it's like that kind of concept of situational... I've always said you have like situational friends. Yeah. And so that's not a bad thing. 100 You just have situational friends. It's like, I've got friends that I've worked with that we were friends at work. But when I left the job, we're not friends anymore. Right. It's because in that period of time, when we were in this tribe, we happened to gravitate towards each other. You know, if the wor- if our world was then the business, then our tribe was within that business, yeah. right? Yeah. But when you then go back into the real world, the tribes will kind of change. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. Like, and it's like, well, that's how, I guess that's how the world was formed because you had these tribes then right. form mini tribes and go yeah. off into the world and then have a different concept. And then you had those people join those tribes and then other people in that tribe be like, actually, we want to form a new concept. Right, right. See, my yeah. mum always used to say that your work friends and your school friends aren't your real friends. But... You can make real friends there, but, but yeah. But but she, like obviously, you know, as, as we're all getting older and evolving and stuff, she says that it's not that, it's just like you said, it's situational. You know, when you're at, like, you spend so much time at work. If you, if you like do conventional work, you spend so much time at work, you, you're just creating your tribe, right? There are people that you like and people that you're not really too fond of. And you kind of sit in the back with the people that you like and bitch about the people that you don't like, you know? And that's just part of life. And, and like the second someone leaves, it's like, oh yeah, we'll keep in contact. But you don't really, you know? Cause the, the kind of tribal dynamic is, is broken. But the, the good thing about it is that you will, you will take almost so you will take tribe members with you right for your personal tribe you know? yes every time i've left a job not every time most times i've left a job there'll be like three two people who i will keep in contact with and it's like those are your like new like close friends and it's, i guess that's kind of why it's good to be in those experiences because i found being freelance you don't have that as much yeah so like your ways to meet of meeting people and meeting new people. I guess now that you're older, you don't necessarily need to meet new people, but your ways of meeting new people is just kind of way smaller because you're working way less. And because you're not working every day with them, mm-hmm. you don't create a bond. Yeah. Like, and then be like, oh, even though I've left, we're still going to chill with each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I agree with that. I think there's a there's a lot of um, a lot of instances where that works. But I think one of the one of the real interesting thing about the, the, the kind of tribe stuff is to see how it, kind of works in, in different settings. Like I know specifically for skating anyway, like I see that there's a lot of like kind of beginner tribes forming. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, we're really new and we're gonna kind of stick together. Um, and I don't think those tribes always, the aim isn't to get past the beginner level and get into the advanced level and then so on and so forth. It's more so just to kind of make sure that they have a safe place to practice and not be like, you know, the, the idea that they're going to be laughed at by people who are better than them or something like that. Um, and I think that's a great example of like where tribes can be great to have like a nice a nice place for you to practice and so on and so forth. Um, but also pretty damaging to your like, your leveling up and your advancement in, in whatever you're doing. What would you recommend to people in, that you think are in that situation? Like, it, and it's not like a, oh... You know, coming from a place of any kind of superiority just like yeah. you we, the thing with skating is it's similar to the gym everyone started shit no one literally put on skates and could just skate that just doesn't actually exist like humans aren't built to do that so no. everyone started shit so there there there's, there need not be any weird feeling between beginners and 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 advanced people 
But sometimes it just is. Yeah. And like, you know, you get some communities where it's like, you know, like Fixate's perfect. You know, Fixate is so welcoming for new people. Like, and you see, you watch people get better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But what would you recommend to people who are, who are almost a bit standoffish to, I guess, asking for help from arts people or you don't even have to ask. You can just copy what they do a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and most people are going to allow, give, give you that. And like, because they did that with people who are better than them. 100%. Well, I think for me anyway, if we're talking specifically about skating, the thing I always say is just come to more events. Like be more of a regular face because people, people will notice you. Um, and I, I was really lucky because w when I got out of my tribe, it was because I met Nadia. So I, I kind of big up Nadia. Big up Nadia. Come on now. Naz is the oh yeah. yeah. Naz is the best. That's fire right there. Um, but yeah, like so, she sour grapeism. Yeah, sour is there an underscore in there? Insta? Right? I don't think so. Okay, sour grapeism and Instagram. Big up yeah, there. Fire. Um, but yeah, I kind of like got out of my tribe and like started to get tight with the NC. You know, so that was like my my thing, um, but not everyone is 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 able to to do that. So I'll just say like, just come to more events, uh, be around, become a regular face, um, and eventually people will start to talk to you and start to show you stuff, and then you start to make friends and your tribe kind of alters, or you be you're welcomed into a a new tribe, a new tribe, but not in the kind of tribal way, in in like the kind of you're part of like this next level of your it's a subculture. So if you're That's if you if you're if you're actually invested in the culture, yeah. people know when you want to skate because you're invested in skating or you want to skate because you want to say look cool or impress someone, right? That people can get that because it's a subculture. Yeah. So you get welcomed into this subculture and that has a kind of tribal aspect, like a community aspect to it. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think I think there needs to be a bit more of that conversation around those things and not not particularly just skating. Um, but just ways to break away from that tribe and to get into like lots of different things and meet new people and, and yeah, because I, I, I don't know how much control we have over our existence because when you exist in it, like in a, in a solitary state, you only do the things that you're familiar with, you know? And it's about meeting new people and experiencing new things that gives you a lot more control because then you can decide what you don't like which also makes you able to decide what you like. Do you think that um, we live in a world right now where people are so invested in, in almost sticking to what they're good at and leaving what they're bad at to, I guess, maybe not live in a world, but do you think there's, a, there's an, like a bit of an onus? It's like, and that then has sprung up a new kind of era of, actually, I'm just gonna be good at everything. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to try and be good at everything. You kind of have like, if you look at loads of, I don't know. It's, I feel like what you're saying exists. Like people are trying to just change and change and change and change and get better. And I feel like there's loads of industries like my industry where that's just not a thing. Like you can't really be a jack of all trades in the film industry. Yeah. You can, of course you can. And people are really good at it, but it's like a very difficult way to do it. Yeah. And like, you kind of have to do the, the like the normal route. Whereas like, I feel like like what you're saying now is true or true of people who are just like, actually I'm going to do this and I'm going to go to this new place and I'm going to learn this new thing. And then I'm going to be good at that. And then I'm going to go off and do this other new thing. And it's almost a bit short termist, but in that short termism, it like creates these well-rounded people who are like able to do loads of stuff instead of just 
having that one role for 40 years. You know, that's what they say. They say that like a job career now is like what? Three, four, five years. Yeah. Whereas it used to be like a lifetime, you know? Yeah. I, 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 re- I really, I think there's a lot of like valid points that you're making. But I think, I think for me, it's, I've noticed that a lot of people are kind of trying to, just trying to find what works for them. And I think the pandemic has really had a lot of influence on that. I think there were some people who kind of became a bit like kind of inside themselves and were like, okay, I'm just going to focus on doing the things I do. And there are a lot of other people who are like, I don't know how long I've got. Let me just do everything that I want to do. And I think the great thing about doing that is when you do something, you want to get good at it, you know, if you like it. Um, and the great thing about the, the other side is that it, you just focus in on a handful of things um, and just try your best to be as good as you can. So I think we're in a better place. Um, I, I, I always say that the, the, key to, the key to happiness is getting off Twitter and social media. Getting off Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Please do not be on Twitter, even though that's the only place that we posted the poster for the show. <laughs> but I don't have Twitter. So yeah, get off Twitter. Yeah. Get off Twitter. Uh, Twitter, twi- twi- no, yeah. Yeah. I showed you before we came in here, Instagram's at the end of my, at yeah. the end of my like four pages along. I just don't want to be on it. No. Social media's ruining us. Yeah, it is. It is. Because it, it gives us, it gives us unlimited access to the world and unlimited access to conversations that we might not even be, like there's, there's no, why does everyone have to have their say on like what so-and-so is saying that lives in a different country to them? Why do you have to have a say? You know? Do you know, I honestly believe that I think social media was the worst thing to happen in my lifetime. I don't think it's technology. Technology's been great. And I don't think it's phones, because I think phones have been great. How far back are we going, though? Are you, are you saying, like... Facebook. Facebook? I, I think... MySpace? MySpace wasn't as... Um, what's the word? Uh, vicious. Everything became vicious with Facebook. It became so personal. Like MySpace was just, it felt very, very much more, I don't know, it felt less invasive. Facebook became very invasive, very personal. MySpace was all centered around like, you know, it was like as much as you might have been using it as social media, it was like, it was centered around music. It's like they would introduce little bits. But I just felt like Facebook got personal. And I, Facebook's the only social media I actually use now. But I feel like it got personal and I feel like everything changed like, I think I feel like that could have been Tumblr, you know. I really I didn't yeah. use Tumblr. Yeah. So Tumblr was like a place where you people would use well, people use it now to showcase their stuff. Um yes, it does still exist, people. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend uses it. I see when I go yeah. on her laptop all the time. But I, I think there were yeah, it's the the word used was personal. Um I think that was really that's the thing. Because Facebook came in at a time where like it was kinda getting cool to share your life. You know what I mean? like sharing your pictures and stuff. I remember like going out somewhere or doing something and getting home and like uploading like 40 pictures into a folder. Tagging everyone's faces. Tagging everyone's faces. My friend's girlfriend would be the camera person and you wake up the night after and you'd be like, yeah, I've got like 40 tags. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was cool. It was it was dope to have like lots of tags. They right? got us. They yeah. got us. They got us. They, they got, got us. us. Yeah. We have to admit at some point that the whole thing we got duped. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that I know, I mean, I've watched the social network. I don't really know how true to form the social network is. It's like a historical... You can never tell, man. Yeah, exactly. But I just think that they got us. I feel like that yeah. was that was where we stopped 
having any control mentally over our own privacy and it was where we kind of lost the ability to kind of think for ourselves do you know what i mean in terms of just being like oh maybe i shouldn't put this out there oh maybe i shouldn't put this out there mm. I, used to, i used to share the stupidest photos me too and my parents would be like you know a job interview is going to look at those and i'd be like what kind of job interview is going to look at facebook yeah. and now it's just like every single social media gets checked before you go to anywhere do you know 100%. what i mean it's, just like, it's so easy bro i was saying um to one of my friends like even even like using use like I, I'd, i've never used like a date any kind of dating apps or anything like that but it's so weird that like you can like meet someone meet their face you like you meet their face on your phone and then you just do a search of them and you like look through their instagram look through their facebook and you can see like this whole person and create like a whole character about them before you even meet them for the first time and there could not be anything like that and it could be not even anything like that literally nothing and yeah that's kind of a point because then they have to hold that up right yeah. and it's it kind of changes the whole aspect of of like relationships yeah I, mean, i was speaking to a friend the other day she was saying that the you know, first dates are so hard because you, know, you have to hold up that kind of mm. you know you have to be like that person that you know this the first date person you're super bubbly and super happy and then it always fizzles out and then you'll be like wow why does this out well, because you weren't yourself right yeah so me 100%. and my girlfriend are lucky because we met after knowing who we were yeah so like we were just working together yeah so it's like there wasn't we didn't have to hold up any things because we knew who we were so we still we don't have to hold up any kind of bullshit yeah and i guess that's kind of the thing is you create this visual literally interactive personal version of mm. of who this person is and then you have to go and meet them yeah and they have to basically hold up to everything that you've created or you'll be disappointed and it's like that's absolutely crazy like that's insane Yeah, because every single person's version of that person is going to be different on their based on their interpretation of that. And so you know, you go onto a social, you, you might go on five dates, and you have to hold yourself into five different personalities that these people expect you to be. Yeah, and you're not even any of them because your social media is all lies anyway. It's so true, man. It's so weird. I, I'm even even like listening to uh, Jay Z has a has a song called OJ Story. Okay. Um, and one of the lyrics is, uh, you're acting, you're acting out, holding money to your ear. That ain't real money. That's not money. That's not real money over here or something like that. Um, and he's talking about like the disconnect between like the perception that you put up on social media. Like, like I, I was always saying that, um, I don't know if you ever saw some of the videos that I did when I was getting up at five in the morning and going out for a walk. Right. So I did this for maybe like I'm, I mean I'm still doing it, but I just don't post it anymore. Um, but I'm oh, is this it. when you're talking to people? You like speaking to the camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. watched a couple of these. Right, like, I was kind of you're speaking a bit motivationally. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so I was getting up in the morning, but I was when I first started when I first started thinking about it, I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna like use this as a like a time to be motivational and things like that. And I just realized it's not it's not it's not motivational. Like sometimes you get up at five and you're like, why the fuck am I out of my bed? Like, I just want to go back to sleep. Why am I up at five? I, I have nothing to do. So I'm going to just take myself to the gym because I'm up at five before everyone else. Um, and I just try to be honest and just be like, yeah, it's, it's cool on some days, but other days it's not. You know, some days it sucks. There's like, a, there's a very much a more emphasis on feeling your feelings, I guess, in like, in the new new world. It's like, instead of trying to mask everything and say everything's cool. Yeah. Oh, it's cool to do, like, I'm not cool as in like, oh, we're cool. We're cool as in like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do all this stuff that is good for me, but I don't want to do. There's a lot more honest, honesty about 
the reality of not wanting to do some of the things that you know you have to do yeah and missing out on them you know i i see you know all the time i'll be like oh fuck i had this list of stuff to do and i only got three things done out of the list of seven but so you got three things done like you might have put seven things on a list that was going to take you a week anyway, right? Yeah. And it's just that yeah. kind of, you see other people and they do the same thing, you know, like people post and they'll be like, oh, I was going to go gym today. And then they post a picture of a glass of wine. Mm. And you're just like, yeah, you get it. Yeah. Like, I saw one the other day. It was like, it was a Twitter, but on, it was, the picture was posted onto Facebook. It was a tweet. Fucking hell. How old am I? Bro? <laughs> it was a Twitter. And it was just something like, hands down it was like it was something like i don't know how i'm meant to and it was just like take control of my relationship do do well in my work whilst also creating a career for myself and looking after my kids and being healthy and eating right as well as going to the gym and then enjoying myself enough so that i can take enough on and it was just like big up to anyone who's just trying to do this and i was just like that's it if that's it everybody feels the exact same way it's not like you're alone in thinking that you're not getting things done it's like everyone is in the exact same position where life is just too much and it's not like too much like oh fuck this it's too much just like we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the best self we can be and sometimes it's just not that's not what it is sometimes we don't feel the best selves like it's natural to not wait i woke up this morning feeling like shit like I climbed yesterday and I feel like shit. <laughs> big ups to Stronghold below me, by the big way. Big ups, big ups. Big ups to Stronghold. It's a lovely gym. But yeah, I feel like shit. And it was like, I wanted to wake up and go for a nice early walk with my girlfriend and stuff. And it was like, nah, man, I got radio at 11. Like, I'm going to stay in bed for a little hot second. I'm going to yeah. fucking do my Wim Hof meditation. I'm going to get up slow, mid-tea and just vibe with some cereal. Like, yeah. fuck that. Do you know what I mean? You're right. Like, Shout it's just a lot. Shout out to cereal. Shout out to cereal. Shout I, out to cereal. I, but I'm on a no sugar pescatarian January. So I'm eating the most dead cereals. Oh, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <sighs> I woke up this morning and I had a steak. Shut up. That's what I had this morning. Oh my lord. Shout out to cows. Shout out to all the cows in the... Oh, my God. <laughs> Just a shout out. Whoa, That's I thought I put on Do Not... Right yeah, now. that was the shout out, bro. Shout out Do Not Disturb because that obviously doesn't work on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all the cows that went into Amir's breakfast. All the cows, bro. How many cows? Uh, I think I had like... It was like a big, like a really big rump steak. Yeah, it's I'm excellent. so bro. jealous. Would you go gym before you came here or something? No. You just woke up and had a steak? Yeah, just woke up and had a steak. With eggs? No, just just steak. By itself. By itself? Yeah. Cooked rare? Uh, I had it like mid... Bro, I'm, I'm black, man. We, we try not to eat. We don't really like the the, the the uncooked middle. We like our shit cooked, bro. Yeah, but like that's... How can you have a... How can you have a, <laughs> how can you have a fully cooked steak not rare in the morning? Like my teeth couldn't even want to do that in the morning. Oh, that's it, man. I'm, I'm trying to be more of a mountain man, you know? Bro, you are tall. You're a big guy, bro. Like you don't need to worry. Like try my best, man. You need to eat the greens. You don't want to put like any kind of broccoli or anything. Do you know what? Yeah, like I was going to, but I was like, no, I just feel I just fancy a steak. But it's like what we were saying just now, right? Like sometimes you just you just want to go to the gym and you want to be like, quote unquote, living your best. But sometimes you just gotta wake up. I I feel like waking up and having a steak for breakfast is is living best. Yeah, that's definitely a living. I think so as well. I think so as well. Are you going to go gym today? Probably not. I might go Monday. 
No, I'm definitely going to go Monday. If I had a steak, right? Yeah. I'd mentally have to go to the gym. So I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know what my body's going to do with this. The if extra I don't, protein. I don't know what it's going to yeah. do with it. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I need to, I need to definitely go and do something about this. Like, yeah. Uh, I just got back to the gym and I don't want to talk about how much I'm squatting because I know Amir squats so much more. But we've been talking about getting to the gym together and I, I need a spot. So if anybody goes to the Wood Green Lordship Lane, the gym, that's where I got membership. Yeah. So if you if you work out, if you do a chest day or a back day or an arm day, I need some spots, man. Because <laughs> I'm shook. I'm coming down to do that last rep and yeah. I'm like, I want to do two more. Yeah. But if I come down, like that thing's dropping on my neck and I'm yeah. not going to be that guy who's like, you know what I mean? Like in the gym. I did uh, my PB since getting back into the gym after the pandemic. So I took maybe... I don't know. How long were the gyms closed during the pandemic? I don't remember. It was a long time though. You're talking to someone that just restarted the gym after six years. So, Bro, honestly, like if I felt like I was out for a long time. Uh, so I just did a PB of uh, 140 bench. 140 bench? Yeah. What about squat? Uh, I squat 210, 220. Kilos? Yeah. 220 kg. 220. Bro. Something like that. I used to, <laughs> and I deadlift too. I feel like we should switch places just for a bit. Like, what? I need to get some squats going. <laughs> I'm going to stand here and squat for the next 20 minutes while Amir runs the show. If that's all right with you guys. Like, is, is, that's cool. Like. Bro, I'm a pretty strong dude, man. I just like, I don't know. I got like, I don't know, some kind of like Icelandic genes. I don't know. Something. Are you Icelandic? I don't know. Who knows? But I'm pretty strong. <laughs> Who does? Yeah. Who knows? Like, I think typically black people are like lean and fast. So like any kind of like any, well, most black people that you see that are like pretty big and like pretty stocky, they've got like- Other genes. Other genes there somewhere. Yeah. You watched the fight last night? I didn't. Neither did I. I was trying to get the highlights before the what, before here. This is in Ghana, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy oh he won. He's my, my guy. He's God, my guy. Bro. I'm so happy he won. Is there anyone stronger? I don't know. I saw he's in the Jackass movie hitting Steve-O in the nuts though. Bro, I can't wait till that comes out. Oh my God. I can't Lord. wait. Was it called Jackass? Forever, or something? yeah, something like that. Shout out to Jackass. Shout out to Jackass. Shout out to everyone there, except they didn't. They had, they didn't include Bam, and obviously R.I.P. Ryan Dunn. Upset, bro. So sad, man. So sad, bro. I tell you, I think working on my legs and doing squats and like getting much better on my legs. Cause I, I had knee problems, that's why I couldn't squat. Yeah. Now that I'm back and I'm doing it, I think it's gonna make me way better at skating. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think I've definitely gotten worse at skating since I stopped, and like I've come back and like. So I was talking to Amir outside about like this show being a little bit about escapism, and I'm gonna kind of get a little bit into it now. But like, I'm gonna turn my mic one second. Sorry if you hear a little. <laughs> All right, there, there we go. I think this is probably louder and better. Um, so skating for me is like a very escapism action. It's like it's very much become like a thing to release and go and leave the world for, and like because of that. I think that the social side of it has really taken a hit. I think it like it probably started when my dad was ill and the only night off I had was a Tuesday night to go skating. So I go skating and then I just wouldn't want to talk to anyone obviously. So I just go there, skate and leave. Headphones. Headphones, baby. And maybe headphones. Yeah. The headphones isn't necessarily just because of the Right. But that's because I have a terrible music taste in terms of like the London skate scene. Very I true. have a lovely music taste in terms of what I love, but the London skate scene for me, I love the skate scene, but the music I, I isn't really to my taste to skate to. I like listening to it, 
but to skate to it, I just find it really difficult. Like, right. It's quite fast, and I like to do slow stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, it became massive escapism. So since, ever since then, the social side of skating has always been quite difficult to me, or for me. And then when lockdown happened, and I was obviously living with my mum, who was a high risk person, and I had to like be weary of her. I could I missed like a lot of the the new hype of skating. So then when I came back, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like I have no idea what's going on anymore. So I just kind of st I'm st almost stuck in my ways of just going in, putting on my headphones and just doing jamming my own out. thing and jamming out. Yeah. And I feel like I it, I almost miss the social side of it. I feel like it's a little bit lost. Mm. But like. You're, I see you on the rink similar. You skate similarly to me. Oh, he's like 4,000 times better than me. But you skate similar to me in that you kind of do your own thing. But obviously, you're way more involved in the social side of it as well because it's been such a part of your life for so long. Do you feel like skating is a bit of an escape for you? Or do you think it's kind of half and half? There's an escape it and then there's like a group aspect to it and the social side to it. I mean, is it just kind of everything? Is it difficult to define what skating is? Uh, I love people. I love people. Um, I like talking to people. I think the rink isn't always the best place to have a conversation, um, obviously because of the music, terrible. Uh, but I love people um, and I like being around people who have common interests. Um, and yes, like skating is definitely a common interest a lot of people have, but when you actually get to know people and you know, you see someone you know, for a few years at the rink and stuff, and maybe you might not even talk to them, but one day you will, um, and you'll find out that you have lots of things in common. Uh, so I try to say hello to everybody. Um, I try to make my face known in the community that I love. Um, and yeah, I just try to, I try to be a part of that social, the social part. But skating has always been um, a, a bit of an escape for me. Um, less so now, because my life is really picking up and getting better. Um, but like the same thing with you, like I started when my sister passed away and I was like seven, you know, um, that, that's when I started and it, it was just something that I could focus on. Uh, and it really took me back to like, you know, you, 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 any, anytime you like look at like ancient civilizations or something, there's always like a job, you know what I mean? You have like a job and that's the thing that you do in ancient Greece. There were philosophers and all they did was teach and learn and think. Right. Um, you know, and like, there, there are people who excel in things and just are able to make that their job. And it might be undefined what they do, like bodybuilders. Like who really knows what bodybuilders do and how they make their money? Um, but the one thing you know is that they're going to be in the gym and they're going to be competing. Uh, and and I, I, I like that. And when I got to a place where I could quit my job from skating, or from, quit my job from the council and just be a full-time skater, I just decided to embrace every part of that. And... There, yes, there are definitely a lot of social things about it. Um, there's a lots of like meeting people and you know hoping for opportunities to come, like opportunities for filming and things like that. But more than anything, it's the ability for me to do the thing that I love doing. Um, so yes, it has escapism elements, uh, but a lot of it is just shout out to the notifications. Um, but a lot of it is just like doing the things that I love um, and. I couldn't ask for a better, like, job, career, uh, hobby, pastime. Uh, it's, it's everything I love about myself when it comes to skating. Do you, do you, it almost sounds like you feel like a, a duty to the social side. Not that you don't enjoy it, but you feel like there's almost an element of, like, because of 
the nature of your footing in the community because like skating from seven like that's that's like you've been in the community for a long time and like like you said you're you're very well known in the community and and you're well known as like a voice of inspiration like a voice of teaching like someone who's always got a smiley face and like you said introducing yourself do you feel like because of how long you've had your standing in the community it's kind of almost a duty to do that as well as enjoying it of course it's almost a good duty or um yeah yeah i think i, I think it is part of like it is part of my duties um i i i met kai quite early on shout out to kai um shout out to true kai true kai on insta uh but i met kai quite early on and one of the things that really struck me about uh, him and his personality was just his love for the community <clears throat> both uh uk and us um i mean just globally in general like the way he looks at skating is less it well well not less it's it's part ability and levels and skill um and part community love family uh there's a lot of those aspects that i think rubbed off on me quite early <clears throat> and just listening to his philosophy on like how the skating community should be and you know bringing in ideas about how to improve the community and there's so many things so many different conversations that we've had over the years um that have really rubbed off for me and made me feel like i have a duty to take the standing that i have um the kind of social standing in in the skating space uh, and use that to give what kai gave me which you know was just like some inspiration and like feeling home and feeling like I was coming to a place where I could just be myself uh, to newer skaters, um, skaters who are kind of trapped in that kind of TikTok-y um, like beginner space and bring them into like, hey, look, it's not just like skating by yourself doing crazy legs. You know what I mean? Or doing like- It's not just about filming yourself. It's not just about that. And you know, bright colors in your video. It's not just about that. It's about like, there's, there's a deeper thing to it. And anytime I think about that, I go back to thinking about Stratford, you know, like thinking about like, it was tons of skaters just in this shopping, this shopping mall, just doing some stuff, you know, and just getting as good as we can. Um, and a lot of that more hardcore work ethic to skating, I feel like has kind of lost its way a bit because the community now is so geared towards beginners. Um, and I'm not hating, like, you know, it's, it's, what, it's, it's how I make my money. Doing lessons is most of the money that I make. It's also good for the community in the sense that it gives us the kind of institutionalization that subcultures need to become actual cultures. 100%. You know I mean? like, 100%. like representation from big business and that kind of thing. It's like, yeah. that's how money gets put into the community. You know, that's how we got flippers. Yeah. You know, flippers is coming, hold tight. Like, shout out flippers, man. Shout out flippers for sure. But do you yeah. know what I mean? I think like that's part of the institutionalization, but it doesn't mean that it, we should lose what the subculture is about. It means that we should be able to preach our subculture or pre preach what it means, like more so, rather than having to dilute it. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, there needs to be a few more systems and systems to get people from beginner's level or beginner stage and like just kind of on the outside of the culture uh, to like in up close personal, getting ready to go in the middle, getting ready to join the speed skate. You know what I mean? There needs to be more of that, but we are the first generation, you know? 
I think we only know, I only know two second generation skaters. I, I, I know two. Yeah. I don't know one of their names. Though. Daniel's one. Daniel's one. I don't yeah. know. The other guy I met the other day, he said he was a second generation. Yeah, I think he said he was a third generation skater. Okay. But I might be wrong. Yeah. I think he said he was maybe a second gen. Right. Young kid though. Cool guy. Yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to whoever I forgot his <laughs> name, man. And I did the name trick with him, but it was so long ago. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think the skate community's definitely changed in a way that like I haven't managed to change with it. And I mm. feel like there's definitely a little bit of a disconnect for yeah. myself. Because I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know anyone anymore. Like I used to go to Fix 8 and know like fucking half the room. I go to Fix 8 and they're like 10% of the room. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's not that I don't like it. It's good that there's loads of people. Like I said, we need it. But yeah, I just have, there's a massive disconnect in, in my brain. Yeah. So I want to try and get, I said to myself, I'm going to try and get it back into doing the like routines and stuff like that. But I just don't know if I enjoy it. Yeah. I know what you mean, bruv. What I think, I think what's great is that you, there are other ways to do it now. Like, it's not, it doesn't always have to be so, like, oh, you know, I see this guy at the rink every Tuesday, you know? Like, it, it can be other ways. Like, you can use social media, which is a good thing about social media, but you can use social media to see who's about and send them invites to come on here, you know? And just sit down and chop it up with someone that you don't know. That's very true. And it's the thing that to chop binds it up with you, someone I don't know, you know? Bro, 100%. Yeah. And the thing that binds you together is your love of skating, you know? But, but my point about the generations was that like they have they that there are ways to in the US they have these things you know there are people who are seventh generation skaters bro who skate with their parents their grandparents and their great great grandparents like how crazy is that to think it's just it's almost like it's like such a wonderful like inspiring thought that that's where this could then get to you know bro. what I mean and all it is is time all it is is time time a little bit of money yeah. And, a lot, and a lot of love but even without the money bro like look what we did you know what I mean look what we've managed to do and Flippers is, is Flippers isn't even open yet Flippers is like the very real first cash injection into the UK skate scene do you think that the rise in like say that there was that video of um, the German girl I've forgotten her name which I feel really bad about but there was that skating video and it got really, really, really big so that she could quit her job and become a skater full time. Um, All the skaters always know Umi. 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 Do you think... Shout out to Umi. Shout out to Umi. Respect to you because you helped. Well, from what I'm about to ask, you might have been a massive, massive factor. But do you think the, 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 the popularity of that video alone, not alone, did so much globally? Or do you think our scene has been, has done its work itself to get where it is? I'm not saying we haven't done loads of work, but do you think stuff like TikTok, glo the globalization of videos of skating has then allowed, it's almost like a full circle. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to say yes. I would hate to say that TikTok has done something positive, but yeah, I, I honestly do. I think yeah. Umi has done a lot in not and not even knowing about what she's done. Just. Just posting the video. Yeah, just just, posting, just video. posting videos. Just posting videos. Uh, I think her page is at like a million followers now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think. And like, I think she she's done so much. Like just from showing people that skating's cool. I, I remember when I first started. Like I used to like run down the corner, put my skates on, and like skate up the road so like my friends didn't see me. Like it was weird. You know what I mean? 
Like it's like, oh, this one. No, it was do. like the, not the cool thing to it do. It wasn't yeah. cool. It wasn't cool. But now a lot of my, like I've so many friends I've seen since. And they're like, oh, bro, when are you going to teach me to skate? Blah, blah. And I'm like, you lot just fucking like chatting shit about me. <laughs> How many years? How many I mean? years? Yeah. Yeah. But it's because I loved it. I kept at it. Um, but yeah, like there's so many videos, videos like that have definitely done a massive thing for the community. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But we've grown in ourselves anyway. Like we've definitely like done our own growth. You know, one hundred percent. It's like I definitely feel like there's a lot of work's been put in. For you know, think about skate things. Think about what Ree's been doing. Think about um, bro. Watch my wheels. Oh my gosh. My mate skates like these people yeah. have been posted. Think about the NC. Of course, I was going to yeah. get to the last, but like think about the NC like. We were making stuff like one of the things that I liked with the NC was that like when we make some of our content, we'd like because I was in video, I was still really shit and like learning, but because I was in video, we'd like try and make content that was slightly dramatic or slightly artistic or cinematic in like its way instead of being phone videos. And I feel like that definitely did some stuff for us. Like Dan came up with that six signatures one with, the, with us painting on the yes. canvases and it's like yeah. stuff like that. It's like we've done a lot for our own community anyway. But I definitely couldn't say that we were solely the reason that skating's gotten so big. Because, the, you know, the lockdown and people buying skates, you know, because of TikTok and all of this, I don't think that that would have happened had the videos not gone so viral and stuff. Well, this is what it was. I'll tell you what it is, right? <clears throat> the NC were the pioneers, like here, right? We don't really have yeah. any OGs. We don't really have any OGs. Like, there's a few, but... Our OGs aren't very active, right? Um, and most of them you can kind of find at Hyde Park, right? They don't really go anywhere else. They don't they're really not support. looking to push they're the not, youngers in the community. They're not looking to push the youngers in the community. Um, and for me, anyway, like the old, the, I always say the NC are my OGs, right? Kai doesn't like it when I say that because he says it, he says it makes him feel old. Um, but yeah, second shout out to Kai. Kai, you're young, man. Relax yourself, you're young, man. man. You're, you're young, so man. young. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, like the, I think the knowledge that the NC brought from the US, uh, the kind of ideology behind skating and the ideologies behind like community and things like that, opening up Fixate um, was was the the glue or the starting point where they were like, okay, cool, we can kind of bring this in. And then there was crazy people like myself. Um, and Dre and like the whole Watch Our Wheels crew like shout out Watch Our Wheels um, that that were out there like putting in the work when the lockdown happened and like everyone kind of stopped we were like holding up car parks you know we were like getting people together and getting skating going and doing lessons and things like that we were doing that um, but there we was a, there was a massive massive push huge like, it, was, it was just incredible huge like, the amount of people that were coming to these events were just huge it's crazy yeah and big ups to you guys man because that is just amazing because stuff like that other that the coach could have just died yeah like even with the video this is what i'm saying it's definitely both because mm. even with the videos if there was no culture here carrying on the videos would have just fell on their de- fears 100 you know I mean? like 100 those things that you guys were you, yours was in tottenham sainsbury's there was ones in Collindale. Collindale, still in going Jojo. Park. That's where yeah. I go where I'm skateboarding now. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, and then where else was there? There was some in 
Wembley somewhere? Yeah, there was one in Wembley. Um, I don't think it lasted very long though. No, and I mean, they always kicked us out. There was yeah. there was Collendale, um, yeah. Morrison's car park. Yeah. Yeah. Shout like, out the I dojo. I didn't like skating there. Yeah. The floor was so buzz. But the thing is that they, they have, they have like, they have a space, you know, and they're doing exactly what skaters do, making do, you know? make do and that's what I was saying like yeah it takes a bit of money to, to keep the movement going but look what we've done we've, we've got a rink coming yeah oh cannot wait for flippers man bro bro I cannot wait for flippers honestly I, it's, it's gonna be I say so that I'll probably go once a week still yeah. but even still <laughs> even once a week's still, enough like it's an actual place when I'm dedicated. squatting 220 yeah <laughs> When I'm going to the legs. gym and squatting 220 with a yeah. beer, yeah, then yeah, I'll yeah, be able to skate yeah. every day of the week. You need to get like really short shorts. Oh yeah, legs. like the yeah. bicycle ones that flop yeah. around. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy. Gotta show off the white ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> we can head off and fucking do like a Danny Dyer the firm trip in fucking uh, Spain and fucking it, like bro. get some Lacoste white short shorts to, to strut the beach with yeah, our yeah, thighs yeah. of gold. Yeah. Thunder thighs of gold. No socks. No socks. Never, like literally no socks the whole holiday like not even on the plane yeah like just stinking no socks no showers right that's the rules that's the way to do it man Sounds so good. horrible <laughs> alright okay I got a question for you then go on bro what if not skating is your escape because you say everything's going well but everyone needs their time mm. off like whether it's weekly daily whether it's monthly, whether it's like whatever it is, everyone needs their time off. So what would you say is what you use as like a pure escape where your mind can be perfectly ease? So um, it has always been like playing PlayStation, uh, nice. big on big on playing PlayStation. Uh, I did, I went to uni for game design. Oh, sick. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's wicked. So like, it's always been a big part of my life. Um, it was one of those things where I was like oh yeah I love gaming and then you go to uni and see what's behind it and you're like yeah I don't do that yeah um, but it's always been PlayStation but more more so now um, it's going to the gym and every night before I go to sleep literally for the past maybe six months um, I go for a walk before I go to sleep oh that's nice every, that's literally nice. and it's not even it's not even like a thing I do it's just a response like I'm getting ready to go to bed I'll just go for a walk and like, are we be, talking like a like a ten minute hour or like a half hour or like an hour? Bro, it's, I just walk until I'm ready to go home. I oh, really. So sometimes I'll be out. Where do you walk, man? Because I I live up the road from you. I bet I, like, I walk past your house on my nightly walks. Yeah. I bet we're close. Yeah. I'm I sure. swear down. Yeah. You know that. You know the. What's that? You live up near the stadium, right? Yeah. You know the other the other athletic stadium. Yes. Where the 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 martial arts thing is. Yeah. Yeah. How close are you to there? Um. It's not far from me. I mean, like, I'm more so like... Is that a fire alarm? I'm more... Yeah, maybe. That's all right. Fuck it. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I'm fine. We're not that high up, so we could definitely give it a little... Yeah, I think it'd be all right. Oh, it's done, it's done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, if you're like a walk from there... Like, I'm like more by Wahaling Station. Is that what, like 10 minutes from there? Maybe 20? Yeah. 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 So you go on these nightly walks. When you're on them, do you find that you're like not thinking about anything or you're thinking about loads? I, Bro, honestly, like there, there isn't really like a process. I get out, I, I, I leave the house, and I just walk. I don't, I don't really like question where I'm going. Um, I just go. I don't bring my phone. Um, I don't listen to music or anything like that. I just go. 
and nice. when I'm ready to come back, I'll come back. And I'll like be talking to myself. I'll be yeah. like, qu- like kind of getting myself back together. And sometimes I just go, you know? Um, and I find it, it's such a nice, because all day long there's screens somewhere, you know? Even when you're outside, like you're always checking your phone and like always trying to, oh shit, um, make sure that, you know, like you're getting good traction and good following and that people are watching your stuff and you're always like worried about that shit. Um, and you know always like thinking about making money and all that shit but like sometimes I just get out you know Um, and I enjoy it I enjoy like being able to do that Um, and I think I owe it to myself to do that more often Um, yeah and I I always think it's great I mean I know for you know some people can't do it for certain reasons about you know being out late at night by yourself and things like that but I I just think we need we need more like more time just to be would be a bit more interactive with real life rather yeah. than interactive with fucking digital life. Yeah. I completely agree with you, man. I think there's like... There's such a massive gap yeah. between everything that we experience throughout the screens, the, the constant chatter, the work life, mm. the social issues that we go on with all the time and there's just so little emphasis put on that kind of pure silence and i'm not talking about meditator meditation or anything mm. like that. i'm just saying like you like you just said just going for a walk in wherever you are not knowing what you're doing no phone just going through things with yourself and i think there's just that's like one of my favorite moments of the day is when i'm in the car doing a short journey yeah. no radio just focusing on like me Mm. And just being like, cool, like, this is just peace. Yeah. This is what peace looks like for you. It's, yeah. like, it's not peace isn't like, you know, I'm all good or like there's literally nothing going on. It's mm. like, this is what peace sounds like. These yeah. are the sounds that you hear. This is like the moments that you have to be able mm. to concentrate on things that you do or don't want to concentrate on. And it's like, that's what peace looks like to you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just not, doesn't exist for enough people. I think, I think there are so many ways that people try to do it, but to keep remnants of things that they, they know. So like, there's so many apps that's like, oh, it's a meditation app and stuff like that. And it's like, you you as a person are, are uh, an, an effort of millions and millions of years of evolution. Like th- we are designed to do, to be able to regulate ourselves, you know? Like we have things in our body, like, you know, whether they be hormones or, what have like whatever it is, we're designed to fix ourselves, you know? That's why our skin heals, that's why, you know, we can live without, you know, half of your, your liver or like a kidney, you know what I mean? Like we're designed to be able to do that. Um and I think sometimes we take it a bit too like we're like, okay, cool, I'm gonna get my life in order. I'm gonna download this like calendar that's gonna tell me where to go and where about and sometimes you just gotta flow. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just gotta go and just hope you make it to the other side. And also, like, not focus on someone or something telling you what you need to do. Like, it's not that... Like, your body will tell you what you need more than, you know... And it's like that... If people can say that's silly because obviously my body tells me I'm hungry, I'm going to keep eating. But it's like, your body will also tell you when you've eaten enough. Yeah. And your body will also start telling you if your knees are hurting when you're walking around. Yeah. That you're probably not going to the gym enough or carrying too much top weight. 100%. Do you know what I mean? It's like your body will tell you these things. You don't need an app or to pay like thousands of pounds or hundreds of pounds to PTs or whatever to get it focused. You just need to go with what your body's thinking, go with what you feel 
and then make your steps. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier about not focusing too much on just like, this is what I'm destined to do. And this is what, you know, my family or whatever said, this is mm. what my career is, but being like, cool, I'm going to try this and this might work. And I'm going to try this and this might work. And I'm going to try this. But all of these things are what my body's telling me or my mind's telling me yeah. rather than what someone else is telling me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So at least when you get there and either do or don't want to carry on, you've made that decision for yourself. 100%. And I think, yeah, I think there's just so little focus is on, is on making our own decisions because an yeah. app tells us, you know, like a money saving app. Oh, we'll take this out of your account and then you'll have a savings. It's like, save money. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the thing. Like a lot of people, I've been having lots of conversations about discipline and people like talking about, you know, like I, I can't really get disciplined and all that stuff. And it's like, like you don't understand, like you, you are designed to be disciplined. It's the other shit that's not des designed to be there. You know what I mean? Like we're not supposed to have instant access to porn and we're not supposed to have instant access to like sugary drinks and shit like that. Like we're supposed to be like disciplined because we, that's how we were designed. You know, technology caught up way too quick for us to handle. Um, and you got little kids like on TikTok you know what I mean, all night long. And then they're like, oh, I can't concentrate on my school. It's like, yeah, because you're not supposed to be on TikTok, you know? You, you only have like a six second concentration span now yeah. because you're on videos all day and you can't yeah. focus on something for more longer than that because you've now been conditioned because this is what this app tells you. You should look, you should look at these things within six seconds. And 100%. Not. Fuck me, man. 100%. I, I think, I think we, we, we have such a, um, a... When you allow yourself to relax and to be yourself you will be very surprised at the things that you can accomplish you'll be very very surprised because it, it's all in you it's all in you and that's why i always tell people like for anyone who has ever spoke to spoken to me about discipline and things like that I always say join the gym there is something very very primal and very very I don't know. I don't know what the other word is, but primal is probably the word I would use about pushing weight and lifting weight that you know could kill you. There's something very, very interesting about that. And like, even when I'm benching, like, I'm benching like this ridiculous weight. Well, for me, well, for me, where I am right now. And I'm like, if I drop this bar, I could die. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I never thought about that. There's something very, very primal yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's just it's because you can't go in I mean you can, right? You can go in there and you can, you know, wear your, your gym shark and you know you can set up your tripod. You can do that. But big up gym shark for representing the community, isn't it? Big up gym shark. Uh yeah, big up big up tripods as well. Big up tripods, yeah, yeah. Big up tripods. Uh and big up um big booty girls in the gym. <laughs> Not for me, sir. <laughs> big up big booty girls and boys in the gym. And for everybody gym. around the yes, place. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And anyone in between. And anyone in between, actually, yeah. yeah. I don't have a big booty, unfortunately, so I'm not even bigging up myself. I'm getting, but I'm there. getting there. Yeah, I walk around naked, and then they'll be like, "Ooh, yeah, that's look nice." Look at the bird of the thighs, because like they're getting bigger. But I started with nothing. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, you know. But yeah, you know what? So the gym is. You think there's a gym's a great way to kind of focus on discipline. Focus on hundred percent. See, I, I always start and stop the gym. It's always been really difficult for me. I find I, discipline quite difficult when it comes to continuation yeah. i can do pockets so mm. like i said i'll do this no sugar pesky thing for a month and yeah. they'll be like cool it's not like i'll go back and just eat sugar constantly obviously yeah. it would affect me but i just find it difficult for the continuation of it 
And I think other people, again, maybe that's a short attention span, right? It's like, this is no longer fun because I'm bored. You know well, I, mean? I think the thing is, is that you decide that it's a thing. You know what I mean? Like you decide, oh, I'm going to do this for a month. As opposed to just saying, just going to do this. See how it goes. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you did it for a month. It doesn't matter if you did it for two days. You did it, right? Yeah. And then That's you, a win already. Yeah. And then you might find, oh, I kind of like like how I feel when I don't eat that much sugar. So maybe instead of like, you know, like going back to how I was, I'll just change up a little bit, mm -hmm. you know? And the same thing is about the gym. Like you go to the gym. Like everyone, the, the worst part of the gym is getting up to go to the gym. Oh, bro. I'll be, I literally said this to my friend. I will walk, I will leave my house and walk to the gym. Yeah. Not wanting to go to the gym. Yeah. I'm literally walking there with a bottle of water in my hand. Like, yeah. fuck my life. Fuck my life. Yeah. Fuck the gym. Fuck everybody who wants the gym. Fuck everything about it. Yeah. And then I'll go in and have a great session. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. I hate the gym. But like for most people, like they're going to the gym because of, you know what I mean? They're going that's to the gym. Exactly. That's oh, very I want to get healthy. Oh, I want to be strong. Oh, I want to look good. It's like, no, just go to the gym. Just go to the gym. The same way you get into bed. You get into bed because your bed's comfy. No, you get into bed because that's your bed, right? You just, just do it. Are you a seven days a week? Um, no, six days a week. You said you're not going today. I'm there... Yeah, yeah, probably about six, six to about four. But like normally on the days I won't go, it's just because like I'm doing something else. Do you squat every session? I try to. Because that's what I was thinking the other day. I was like, should I be squatting even when I'm doing like a chest session? There is um, a, uh, it was a trend for a little bit, but it's a legit thing. Like people uh, who are like from like mountain villages in China, they do this like, this squat sit thing where they like sit down and I, I, I'll show you during yeah, the track. I'll show, I'll show you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and they just talk about like, it's your legs. Like you use your legs for literally everything. Like that's why so are you true. not, why are you not squatting? So, of course. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. So, that's so true. Like you don't use your arms all day, every day. Like No. Most of the time your arms are like in your pocket. Like ours are right now. <laughs> Mine are like halfway between my pocket and my boxes. They're outside yeah. the boxes, but I always like this kind of like fingers on the rim thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why, but yeah, that's true. I might might just start squatting. Every, I don't think I could squat in my shoulder and back session. Yeah. I feel like my shoulders and back couldn't even hold yeah. the fucking bar. Yeah, you just do light. You just do light. I've got up to sixty five now, bro. But I need a spot there to go seventy. Yeah, and then and then I can get once I'm happy at seventy, I won't need the spot anymore. You definitely don't though, huh? You definitely don't. What? When I attempted my PB of one forty, I had no squat. Yeah, but, no spot. But yeah, but you can squat. I, but, I'm still learning how to squat. But like, I, I think there's, you know, uh, the saying preparing for failure. It's, yeah, it's, that saying, yeah. right? That's it. Failure you've already to prepare is preparing for failure. That's it. You've already decided that you can't squat seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already. So why would you? Why would your body allow you to do that? Yeah, that's very true. And yeah. I can squat seventy. So push good point. Because I've squatted ninety. So yeah, push can. Do you know, like, when you go in to do a squat search, yeah. do you like do a squat, do you like do a set without anything on the bar and then slowly work it up? Yeah. Because I find if I work it up too slowly, by the time I'm trying to hit my PB and do some squats with it, mm -hmm. I'm tired. Yeah. So like I, I try and do five sets, that's maybe nice. six. That's nice. Of squats. Yeah. But the first one will be either like nothing or like five kg on either side. So when I was building, I used to do uh, this this um, thing that I saw on a, a bodybuilding forum like okay. many years ago. Um, this was back when I was like following a, a guide or whatever. Um, but it was a, so you do 90% of your K 
capability. So let's say like for you, you you're like, let's say you're 100% is 70 kg, right? You do eight, no, you do uh, 60, just do 60, right? And you do that for three reps for eight sets. Yeah, oh. so you go in, you do your warm up, no weight at all, warm up, warm up your legs, warm up your back, all that stuff, and then just do that. And take lots of rest in between. And it helped, bro, I'm telling three you. Three reps. Three reps, yeah. Eight sets at three reps. Bro, I'm telling you, it improves my bench um, from 100 kg to 140 in like maybe a month and a half. Are you serious? Bro. Not eight, not eight, three, three reps, eight sets. Not eight sets, three reps. No. Not eight reps, sorry, three sets. Just three. Just three? Just and, three. And lower than what I think I can do. Yeah, so like lower than, just lower than your max. So you're still struggling, but you're not. You're not I reckon die. I could do three at seventy quite quite easily. Yeah, so but I eight can, though, right? No, but I'm saying three. At, so I do three at sixty-five. Right. Instead of sixty, I do right. sixty-five. Do right. three, and then you take a rest. How long rest? Like a minute. Just you want to rest until you're ready to go again. Yeah. There's what, no. You rule. just do that. Yeah. And then I'll bang out what, and then deadlifts. Would you say the same for deadlift? I try not to deadlift on the same day I squat. Um, oh really? But sometimes I do. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow a guide because I, I'm building for function. You know what I mean? Like, I'm. I'm. I don't have no qualms with how I look. I'm. I'm a good-looking guy. Got a nice. I got a nice body. Oh, you got a great body. Yeah. Like, like, that's coming. I'm like completely straight. But you got a great body. Oh, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, oh, bro. When I'm watching you skate, is like, you see me. Yeah. I'll literally sit on the side and watch no one else and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But but, yeah. but, that, but that's it. Like I I I I don't take the gym is not is not a place for me to go and like I'm not going there to improve myself. I'm not going there to I'm going to the gym because I go to the gym. You know. So some days I'll get in there and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do some benching, um, and I'm gonna work on my back. You know. I see. I can't do that because I got no muscle. I'm yeah. Trying to build. Yeah. Like I have to build. I told my muscle mass is like ten kg less than it should be or something. Okay. So I'm trying to build, so I have to go in there being like, okay, I'm going to warm up my legs, do yeah. a massive squat sesh, yeah. massive deadlift sesh, and then do a couple extra bits around it. Right. And I'm hoping it's working. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I've gone up to 80 kg, or eight, uh, 82 kg nice. the last time I weighed myself. And before that, before I started going to gym, I was like 77, 76. Nice. And I'm 6'2". Yeah. Like, that's not a lot You're of weight. That's very, very light. Man. Yeah. I just hate the gym, man. I hate the way it makes me feel afterwards. I know, man. I hate that like, not being able to walk for a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you not get that when you've done a massive squat search? Uh, I do. But um, you can do the split, so I bet you just stretch out hard. I do, bruv. But I'm like, when I, when I, when I decided I was going to go back to the gym, I decided that I'm going back for the long haul. So my, like, gym, gymming now, I'm not gymming because I'm getting ready for Hot Boy Summer. You know what I mean? You're ready for Hot Boy Summer, brother, Always at all ready. times. Always. But like I'm not I'm not doing that because I'm trying to gain something from it. I'm like I'm exercising because that's what you should do, and I intend to exercise at the same frequency that I do now, up until like my eighties. I, I I honestly am very one inspired but too jealous of your discipline. I I, I truly honestly just wish I could <clears throat> have the same level of discipline with everything in my life. Bro, you made you a movie, you. man. I went to make it. It was. It was. It wasn't very good, but we made it. You made it. We made it. Yeah, we've made a couple. Then none of them have been very good, but we've made a couple. Actually, I need to shout out to everyone who's been involved in any of our films at any point. I will send you the films. Shout out to me. 
Shout out to Amir, boy. I was involved in one. Ah, oh, all the skaters, man. The skate, we got we got a lot of skaters involved in that film. That's true. I rewatched it the other day with my mate who shot it. And we were just laughing the whole way through. It was it was so funny. Yeah. Because I know there are barely any actors, like just like us in the middle of like an estate. It was sick. And the throw makes a massive appearance, you know? Yeah, that's it, mate. It's so sick. <laughs> Bro, I remember doing that. That was so much fun, man. Oh, really, yeah, really filming. I lost my love of filming last good. year. Yeah. I'm trying to get it back now. Yeah, man. From like, I think it was probably like, maybe like June, July, I kind of just fell out of love with film. Yeah. So now I, just, I was like, oh, I don't feel, I don't feel want to do this anymore. But this is what I like about you though. Like you, you are, you're someone who decides on the things that you do, right? Like you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not really loving filming. Fuck it. I'll just start a radio station. Or like I'll just start doing radio. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. I, 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 I love that. It's such a great like. That's what you were saying, bro. Yeah, it's about being able to just say, okay, cool. I'm gonna try something else. See yeah. if I enjoy it. And, and I love what, it. Like, and that's what it is. That's that's what it's all about, man. Like you don't have to just like. So many people go to school and study, and then they're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just gonna be like an animator. Or I'm just gonna do this thing. And it's like it does. Sometimes you just don't. You yeah. know, it's life. Isn't about. One thing I'm trying to take into account way more is life is very much, and I think I've probably said it a hundred times on the show, it's so much not about a goal. Yeah. And it is just a journey. Like, if I look at all of the, if, you know, if I look at all the goals that I set myself in life, I have no idea if any of them, but if I look back, I have no idea which ones I've reached or not. Yeah. But the journey of trying to reach different things and going through different experiences is what I remember and what yeah. I cherish or 100%. regret or whatever. Yeah. And like, setting goals is all, all well and good but being that that being your be all and end all of, of your of your life is just such a waste of time because yeah. the journey of trying to reach that goal you'll get either reach or not reach that goal at a certain point and either enjoy or not enjoy the journey that you took 100%. so you might as well understand the journey along the way yeah instead of looking back with regret and say cool well i enjoyed this like honestly since i was going to do an update on this since january 1st i said tob you're going to be happier since January 1st, I've been happier. Yeah. Kicking it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just about understanding that no one is in charge of your journey mm. as long as you take charge of it. Yeah. If you're just trying to, if your goals, if you're setting goals and all these goals are obviously based on other things happening, yeah. which you are in control of, you're never going to reach them. You're going to constantly be upset or striving for something 100%. that's not there. And, yeah. You don't get to experience what it is that's right now. But I don't think it's even, I don't even think you're in charge of it. I don't think anyone's in charge of their journey. No, I, one. I don't think anyone is because it's it's like it's like what you said before. Like you know, you kind of stopped skating because like your dad was ill and like oh well, it became your escape and and all that stuff. Um, but it took you, it kind of took you away during the whole COVID stuff, you know. But now you have the appreciation of coming back, and it's changed how you look at things. Like you're noticing that you're a bit out of touch with the community, you know. You're noticing that like you know, I'm really really love doing this stuff. You're also very like. Um, you're also very like zoned into the music that you like to listen to when you're skating. Like, there's so many things you've discovered from stepping away and coming back that have changed. You have so much more appreciation 100%. for everything inside. Like, so much more. Take like even the sugar thing or the meat thing. Yeah. It's like the idea of coming back and eating a steak. Mm. It's like I'm going to appreciate that steak so much more yeah. because I've like not lived without it. It's been a month, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you understand that the necessity you realize that the necessity isn't there and like the kind of the constant isn't there and all these things that you're told, it's like, oh, I have meat for dinner. 
And it's yeah. like, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like yesterday I had a veggie bolognese. It was bang. It was yeah. so nice. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I've always said, but veggie bolognese sucks. And it's like, because I've always had the meat there as an option. Mm. But when it's not, and it was still lovely. Do you know what I mean? And way healthier. And I didn't feel ill. And it's like, like it, oh, what is life? Bro, honestly, like I think I think the the meaning of it is just we, there's no way to know. Like it is what it is to you, you know. A lot of people, life is just about like like the things that you learn and the people that you meet. And but I think a lot of it is just like you being you and the effect that you your genuine self has on other people. And a lot of people would uh, the reason people come to your funerals because they fuck with you, you know, and. I think that's what it's all about. Like, at the end of the day, you ain't gonna take none of the none of the shit that you accumulated over life. You're taking none of it with you. Money was designed by someone one day, you know. So we're like the idea of owning property and all this other shit. Like, it's all just ideas that people had, and we can decide to embrace it, or we can go and live in the woods, and it doesn't matter. Take Kaczynski. A hundred percent. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, we we worry about so much of this stuff, but it's because we live in London. But if we decided to... have been designed to worry about Yeah, 100%. 100%. By like a literal patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> like and they also... They want us to worry about these things because if we don't worry about these things and we live more free, yeah. we have way less... We're way harder to control. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and you realise that once you kind of step away from... I remember like stepping away from the nine to five jobs and stepping away from like work. And I decided like I don't want to ever go back to work, working like that because it doesn't serve me. It is nothing for me. Like making money and all that stuff. Like there's there's a, literally a billion ways to make money. You can make money doing anything. Do you see that um, my oh, my brother, I forget his name, the guy who does the... My Lord. Yeah. My Lord, that yeah. guy. The guy. The guy lost his job during due, due to the pandemic, got on TikTok and just started like putting out dumb things about things. On, in, in, the simplest thing in the yeah. entire world. But that's art. Yeah, it's it's all simple until until someone that thought of it though, right? But that's it, bro. And and like it it just goes to show that like the the ideas that we were that we were told are legit when we were born, uh, or like when we were being raised through school and all that stuff, bro. If 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 if, if my life was going the way that school had planned it for me, I'd be in a terrible place because it just doesn't work for me. It, work. It's something I've been trying to tell people a lot recently is that when they're like, well, that's just not the way it's done or that's not how we do it or because and it's just like... Based on what? Based on what, man? Yeah. Everything that you've been taught has clearly had a shred of lies to it yeah. and a wool over the eye situation. Like if you look back at every, every part of what we're taught in school, everything has had an agenda mm. all time. Yeah. Fine. I, yeah. Like, cool. I'm not saying like, fuck all the things I've ever learned. But it's like, where was my black, you know, black history? The only black history I ever learned was apartheid. And that yeah. was because, like, we went to a school that, that, you know, they were forced to do it. Yeah. They wouldn't have done it otherwise. You know, it was, yeah. all, it was all just white history. Mm -hmm. And, like, the way we're designed to learn about money, like, I did a business course. When did I learn about taxes, money, any of that? Never. 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 No. No. No one taught us about that. No. In uni, they did. But not in college. And who's going to, like, not everybody's going to, it's all of this. That there's, to do finance. It's all been designed in a way that someone's doing something to benefit. Yeah. There's a book written by Jacob Rees-Mogg's dad, which is like, it's like basically a chaos theory book about how like 
the more you put people into chaos and and uh, uh, cognitive and cognitive dissonance, where they're like a, a polarization of people's thoughts, the better the rich class and the ruling classes will be able to control them. And it's just like these are literally tactics they've used for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years 100%. to make us believe what they want us to believe. And like, yeah. there's been people all around the years saying, well, who are you know awake and saying, no, this is some bullshit. But like feel like because of the spread of information now we're finally getting some kind of even if it's not push even if they're still doing what they want to do yeah but we're just seeing more almost more nihilistic to it like, cool you do we'll do what you will we'll live as we live rather mm. than just accepting the system we deny the system yeah and carry on living rather than fighting it yeah and it's like if, they, if we fight it there's element. If we fight it with like 50%, they'll just demonize us, right? If we fight it with 100%, we just chop off everyone's heads. Like, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Fully, fully down for like an old school, like storming of the Bastille, 100%. French Revolution thing. Like, 100%. let's go. Yeah. But without doing the full on, like the, you know, Arab summer kind of full on, Arab spring, not Arab summer. Um, they're just going to be like, they just demonize us and they send out the police and they send, and then, and then you get the whole wave of the country being like, oh, you broke my fucking shops. And it's like, oh my God, you do not get the fucking point. Yeah, you you don't just understand. don't get the fucking point. Yeah. You don't get where we're here. Like you don't get what the point that's being made here is. Yeah. So the, uh, I just remember like all the people who were pissed off at BLM rioting, mm. not rioting, BLM protesting um, and taking down the statues and like all going in to protect the statues are the same people who were spitting in police and rioting with police for the lockdown protests. And it's just like, you just like, you're so just indoctrinated yeah. with just like bullshit. Like yeah. they want you to be here protesting the lockdowns so that they can, you know, it's all bullshit, right? Yeah. But as soon as there's something that they can't control, like the BLM protests, mm. it's like, Oh no, like we need to get all the people, we need to make these people look as bad as possible so we can get all the press fucking nationalist, white as right people on our side. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, I, bruv, and this is the thing, like even with me, like I am fully aware that the way I think about things isn't for everybody. My ideologies aren't for everybody. And I don't, I don't have stances that everyone can like understand. So I, I just allow people to say their bit and I say, I understand what you, I, I I always try to understand because I don't I don't I can't control the things that I I believe like because it's just how it makes sense in my head um, but I can do my best to understand where you're coming from you know and also if you understand better you might be able to question your beliefs and right. be like I might be right right but this person's view is understandable but you yeah. might be like ah oh, that's made me think about my view yeah think twice about my view it's like okay i might come to the same yeah. answer but i might be more strong or more for formidable in my decision to believe this yeah or i might be more questionable in my, yeah. I might be like, oh actually there's a there's an element of doubt here i can understand your doubt you know what i mean but even right or wrong that's all relative it's all relative it's all relative bro like, there's like a moral right or wrong yeah that is probably like what three morals deep don't yeah. kill yeah that's it, right? That's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah. Don't pretty kill. Much it. Try yeah. your hardest not to kill. Yeah. Leave I think it that's that. pretty much it. Yeah. That's like the only moral standing that we can all agree on. If anybody else has any like base standing morals that they think, please do hit me up at T-E-T-L-E-Y, T-O-B-Y, Tetley Toby, or Skate Tings. S-K-A-T-E-T-I-N-G-Z. That's me. Done though. If you have any more that you think are moral 
bases that for everyone can agree on. And don't message him with like not fucking being rude or not stealing yeah, or not whatever subjective. because that's bullshit. Because yeah. if you would steal, you'd steal to food your family. Exactly. I'm talking like baseline not yeah. to kill. And obviously that doesn't include self-defense. No. Like if someone's got a gun in your face, yeah. you do what you do. You do what but you I'm do. saying like we can agree that even if you did that, there's an element of like, oh, I shouldn't have killed someone. Like yeah. if I could have done this without killing in him, I would have done. Right? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's coming from someone who would revenge kill in a second. Yeah. Like if I found out someone killed my mom, that's everything it's dropped. Over. Yeah. Everything dropped. It's my over. whole life becomes some sort of born ultimatum. Yeah. They make a film about it afterwards. <laughs> you could make a film out of it afterwards. Bro. I'd probably be end up in prison. I think you'd be all right. I don't know. I, I don't know. Jason good. gets away. Yeah. He always gets away. I think get away with it, man. Depends. Uh, maybe it's like a Liam Neeson Taken style thing. <laughs> Where I like pick up the phone, I'm like, I know who you are and I'm going to find you and kill you. Bro, Liam Neeson is becoming more and more of a dad every single time I watch his movies. Bro, what's with him? I swear there was a thing about him peeing his pants. Yeah. There's yeah. loads of pictures of him with like pee pants. Right. Yeah. What's up with that? And also he did that really weird thing, didn't he? Yeah. Where he was like, oh, I wanted to go and kill a black guy. But that's the thing, bro. Like, again, like, you know, it's how it made sense in his head, you know? And like, I can't blame him for thinking the way he thinks. I'm happy he didn't act on it, but I can't blame him for thinking the way, he and I can't judge him for thinking the way he thinks, because I'm not him. I don't know what it's like to live in the Inuisen's body. The only thing for me that upsets me about situations like that yeah. is, and maybe this is where another moral base is, mm. is like, I have never been able to, and like obviously, I'm not saying I didn't used to make racist jokes or like say you know whatever, whatever. Like yeah. drop the M bomb with my yeah. you know black friends at college oh. or whatever, and it's like okay, cool. I understand now how bad that was, but I've never understood how you can genuinely hate someone just based by the color of their skin. Yeah, like it just it's so belief system. Fine, if you don't like me because whatever, because I believe in, say, Islam, or I believe in Judaism, or I believe in Christianity. If you don't like me because that's what I believe, because you don't like the belief system of that religion, yeah, cool. I'm not saying you should, but I get it, because it's almost like a decision I've made. Like, I was born right. Jewish, I'm not Jewish now, yeah. but I would still stand up for Jews, but like, I, I would decide to carry on believing in Judaism or not, based on a decision in my brain. Right. So if you don't like Jews based on what they think, and I decide to be a Jew, cool. Like, whatever yeah i'm not saying it's okay yeah. but i'm saying it's a decision i've made i didn't decide to be white or black mm. like or anything in between do you know what i mean i didn't yeah. no one's made that decision yeah no one said i want to go and be born here i'm telling my mom from the womb go and be born here or yeah. like i want to be this color go find this other mate do you know what i mean that's yeah. madness right yeah. yeah you can't actually the only thing that would mean that is that there's racism in, inside you yeah there's nothing else that, ge that like genetically makes us hate people who are different colors to us. Like there is no reason other than you have a little bit of racism in you. Yeah. And that's the one thing that upsets me about stories like that with the Liam Neeson thing. It's like, why did you go and make it a thing about a black guy? Mm. And I said this to my mom a lot. My mom's from, you know, she's old now. And she'll describe people by their race for no other reason than just to try and describe the story. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, you know, this Chinese driver, da 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 da. And I, by the end of the story, nothing about him being Chinese has made any kind of thing on the story. It's <laughs> yeah. nothing about the driving. Mom does that as but well. she'll just she'll just reference it so it's like it's almost like so I get it. 
so I know who she was looking at. Mm. I don't care. Yeah. And it's just like, why do we go there? Why do people go there? Why is like, oh, I had to go and find a black guy. Why is it not just a guy? Well, why was it so instinctive as to making it a racial thing? Well, this is the way I look at it, right? Um, I've had I've had like a few really good conversations. I've been very, very lucky to have a great conversation with um, someone who like was like very open about like them not liking certain races. Um, it wasn't just black people, but it was just like few races, right? And I was talking to, I was having, we was having a conversation. I think we sat down. Yeah, I think we sat down and we was having a conversation and we were just chopping up. Um, and there was no like malice in there. There was no like, hey, it was just like, honest yeah it was just honest and swapping ideas and i remember feeling like you don't like me because of how i look which is fine but i'm happy that you've said something i'm happy that instead of us having this conversation where you're like yeah but you know your people are fucking this we were just chopping it up we're just having a conversation and what what it came down to was your parents were this way inclined and now you are and it's nothing more than that and it's like what makes you you well the things that make you you are the experiences that you've had you know so many of your friends are black from what i know so many of your friends are black you have a you have a love for people you have a love for black culture you have a love for all this stuff why would you hate black people you wouldn't right but what about if you lived in a very very small village where there was only white people and maybe those white people were like had some money that came from like passed down through their generations and maybe they were slave owners you know like how can like i understand why it's so terrible and believe me i've been under uh, you know on my own receiving end of that stuff right but the the way to combat racism is i don't i and i've always said this and this might be you know 26 year old ignorance but i've always said that the way to combat these things is not to turn it into this big thing and write about it and all this. It's just to be more open and to try and be more understanding to these things because the only way you're going to really, I'd, I'd prefer that, that, that person who, you know, um, the other day someone threw an egg at me and called me a nigger from a car. It was literally like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I would prefer if he just came up and it was just like, I don't like you, you know, just because of how you look rather than throwing an egg at me. You know what I mean? Do you think, though, but do you... We can all find justification in... The, the egg thing, no, but I'm saying yeah. if he comes up to you and says, I don't but like But how you. he rationalise it, he might rationalise it, it might make sense to him, right? How? Exactly. But that's the thing, because you are someone who who has... Different, it's different experience, like you said. It's the different, different experience. experiences, bro. It's different, it's different. But do we do... do <laughs> Do you think this is why there's always so much polarization? Because the more the world becomes more unified and liberal, which is what the world's becoming. Like yeah. it, it was at one point becoming yeah. more unified and liberal yeah. across the board, you know, you know, all these kind of mad things over the last hundred years. Mm. Do you think that's created the pushback? Yes. Which is why people are then not allowed. Because him, he, he doesn't feel like he could come and tell you he doesn't like you. No. Because that would be wrong. Right. But because that's wrong, he's so angry at it that he's going to act out in a different way I that doesn't make him address the real issue. But it's almost not his fault because, like you said, his experience are based in that so he can't explain it because it's indoctrinated in his brain. Mm -hmm. And the world's made it so that he can't talk about it. Yeah. And so he just acts out in a kind of 
aggressive way that he doesn't have to define. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to see your reaction. Right. So he can throw it and go. Yeah. He doesn't have to have the conversation. He doesn't have to work out why he doesn't like you. Right. He literally doesn't have to address it. Let's let's look at it like this, right? Um, over the in World War Two, right? Uh, the Holocaust was going on, and the way that Hitler got normal people to hate a race of other people was just to other them, just to call them by their 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 who they were, right? Just to call them Jews, right? Or just to call them niggers, or just to call them whatever whatever word you use, right? just to call them that it others them so it takes away their humanity mm. you know and if you take away people's names the same thing with this with the slave trade you know it went on for 400 years you know what i mean like you take away their humanity you take away the idea that they are human beings in an in a in just another place right if you take that away you can justify that and then you can look at them as commodities or you can look at them as things or you can look at them as however you want to look at them because you've taken away their humanity their their right to be people mm. you know and i think this is like coming onto i think the new one is that anti-vaxxers and stuff like that like there's so much of this othering that allows you to run up to a chinese person and punch him in the face you know what i mean and be like oh you fucking chinese virus you know what i mean there's there's a there's ways that people rationalize this stuff you know um it's that it's, it's that it's the fear tactic, you know what I mean? 100%. It's the reason we have the Trumps and the and yeah. you know, the Boris Johnsons. Yeah. It's the it's their fault, you know. Yeah. It's like with Brexit. It's like it's the immigrants. Mm. It's not the immigrants. It's not. But there was a word that we could use to put it on something to get our point across exactly, and to other them, yeah. like you said, and to justify your your treating of them, you know, to justify. I mean, that's, that's apparently how the word racism was even defined. Yeah, was it was a part of defining. It was a white person, it was a white people word defined to create a dissonance between blacks of people and white people. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, what the fuck? Like, it, these, the dehumanization. I was like, oh, we're, we have to define this somehow. Yeah. So we'll make it that you're less than us and mm. we can put a word on it. Yeah. It's just like that whole concept. Mm. I mean, that's, that's how I believe religion started. Me too. Like, there were, you know, it was very easy to control groups of people by making them believe that the other people who had different beliefs were wrong. Wrong, yeah. And by doing that, you got the births of all these religions where they were like, oh, those... And the more you other them, the stronger the tribalism is, right? It's all based on the same stuff. It's all based on the, the three, prophets. The three Abrahamic religions, they're all it's, the same thing. It's all the same thing. You know what I mean? The names might be different and like the ways that they went about, but it's all the same stuff. You know, it, it, if, you, if you believe in a God, you believe in a God that has like similarities to some kind of religion, you know. Do you, um, do you believe in a God? Uh, I, I was raised Roman Catholic um, and the Roman Catholic Church does not have very good. <laughs> Shout out to the Pope. Um, Shout out to the new Pope, apparently, but also apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's but, like goods and bads. There's goods and bads. But that's what I'm saying, bruv. Like, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't trust, I, I don't trust that like you, you are like the, the, the pathway to speaking to God or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I, I believe, I believe that there is no coincidence. Um, but I also believe that there's no mistakes. There is no coincidence. That's yeah. interesting. Um, I just, I think things. Would you say more energy then? Not necessarily a God in one singularity, but an energy that we can't explain. 
I think there must I think there must always be a cause. Um yeah. Everything, no matter how small, has a purpose. Um and it might be insignificant to something in the grand scheme of things it might be insignificant to small things like you know um but there is no way that there are eight billion people on this planet with another like billion other animals and insects and stuff like that just because i, d- I don't believe that mm-hmm. right um yeah the same way i don't be- i like that I like yeah that. I, I don't i don't don't just believe it's just because um so i don't know if i believe in a god per se but i believe that there's a there's a one. Yeah. Like there's something that... There's a start. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. Imagine if we could find out what that reason was. Bro. Like someone like dropped a book in another universe. And by dropping that book, it crushed open a, a marble, <laughs> which was the Earth's Big Bang. Yeah. Imagine that, bro. Which is like on a TV show. I mean, I mean, um, a lot of people who have, there are like, there are like uh, studies or not studies, but like um, like talks about uh, people who've had like near death experiences and like who've been like, you know, who've been dead for a few minutes or whatever, who say like, you know, they've, I've seen something. Uh, people who do like, um, like big trips on drugs and stuff like that have come back and like spoken about uh another place or another like being or something like that like this it's well documented i think what would be the most random experience you can imagine would which was the start of all of this uh example for mine being all of the different possible planets that could exist are in one of those big arcade games with the claw and there's just a kid there putting in yeah. Whatever alien cash there is or yeah. non existent cash. cash. And just picking planets and when they and they finally pick the earth and when it gets dropped to the thing, it's like yeah. you know what I mean? It's just That's dope. eight billion people and animals just there straight yeah. away. Yeah. Like started in nine nineteen nineteen hundred and ten, just ready for World War One. <laughs> There is no history. It's confirmed. Tony does not, Toby does not believe in history. I don't believe in anything pre-1910. Yeah. Birds aren't real, guys. I fuck with that. Radio. Yeah, <laughs> I fuck with that. What would you say your, your, your most random like, thought of what possibly could have been the start of the earth? I'd like to think it was an accident. Really? Yeah. I'd like to think it was like a... But what, so when, what, when you say it was an accident, like what was before for an accident to happen? Mm, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, you can't even define it. I because don't know, bro. The only way you would define it is something based in our reality. Yeah. But obviously we wouldn't know how to define what it was that was pre our reality because yeah. we don't have the vocabulary to be able to vocabulary yeah. to be able to vocalize it. Yeah. So totally. it's almost impossible. It's like what was it that an accident it, the the term for what would have happened wouldn't even be an accident mm-hmm. because it's that's only our term for how we'd vocalize that kind of thing so true yeah because it's like pre-time and space yeah and pre-time and space there was nothing but there wasn't even nothing there wasn't anything to be nothing i was reading the book it's amazing the way they describe it it's like it wasn't just nothing there wasn't anything for the existence of nothing yeah and you're just what the fuck? What does that even look like? I just think of a white room, but what they were explaining in the book is like, 
it's not even a white room. Yeah. It couldn't have even been the white room. No. So like I kind of think about, you know, when you used to turn off an old TV. Yeah. And it goes. Yeah. And it's that it's that moment where there's a little white dot in the middle. Yeah. That's what I always think the the very beginning but was. Surrounded by what? Consisting of what? Like nothing. But that's what I'm that that that's, but nothing isn't there, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's such a crazy concept. Like it it's unfathomable. It's just on a TV that some yeah. like next energy god is watching. It's just like, all right. I'd love that man. Oh, I'd love it if it was all a TV show. What if you were like a sim? Like you were just part of the Sims? I would be highly impressed with the person controlling the game if I yeah. was a sim. Yeah. Highly impressed. Because it's very So, okay, so it, what if it was a bit deeper than Sims? What if it was like GTA, but we're all being controlled by a player. A player. So there's eight billion players. I don't know if I'd like that. Or what if like the new GTA, so like there's three of us being controlled by one player. <laughs> I hate that even more. So like sometimes you're just not really allowed to do anything. You just kind of have to kick it. Well, that that might be the that might be what's going on. Who knows, man? Because I watched like, the Matrix with my girlfriend the other day. She'd never seen it before. Oh, bro, bro, she you wasn't impressed. That, I already, I've already like ranted on this thing how she wasn't impressed. But it's because she's seen all of that which, now. Which one did you watch? Number one. Okay. Number one's amazing. I oh, don't you know. like it. I love it. But no, I love it. Oh, okay, yeah. I love but it. It's, but it's been done now. All yeah. that alternate reality Matrix Truman Show stuff has all been done now, right? Yeah. So she wasn't that impressed because it wasn't at the start, but the Matrix started that shit. And when you watch the Matrix now, it's like this could still questionably be what's going on. Yeah. Very easily. Like this could be what we're doing right now. We could all just be living inside this. Blue pill, red pill, bullshit. I don't think I'd want to go in. But what if you don't have you don't have to you don't have a decision to go in? You only get the decision to go out. No, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't I don't think I'd want to go out. You don't think you want to go out? No. You think you stay in real life? Yeah, I think I'd be alright here. I think from listening to you today, I think you probably do. I reckon I'd probably stay in real life. But I reckon I'd I reckon I wouldn't take any of the pills. Yeah. I reckon I'd leave without having taken the pill because then you get to know that it's not real. And imagine having that in the kind of concept of what you're doing. You'd have so much more liberation to do whatever you wanted, right? Here's a better question. Go on. You're chilling, like maybe like no one's home, it's just you, right? And God just comes to you and is like, do you want to know what's happening? Do you want to know? Yeah. Yeah? Oh yeah. Oh dude, like I like, like I said, I would love to be immortal. Yeah. I'd love to see the end of the earth. Like I'm, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm like, yeah, tell me everything. I'm down. I'll, I'll, because then I'm like, then everything makes sense. Right. I don't need, if someone, if he's like, oh, this is what's happening. I'm like, cool. Why am I going to go get some job? Like I'm going to go, there's a meteor coming in 20 years. Cool, bro. I'll just plan for 20 years. Like that's cool, bro. You know, like, oh, that you're turning it off in like 50. Okay. We're getting canceled. Yeah. The you the, the the world, the earth's getting cancelled and like yeah. Alright, yeah. cool man, I'll kick it. Like I definitely know, hundred percent I'd know. I wouldn't be able to not I think the the issue for me would be living with not knowing, having had the opportunity to ask okay. rather than living sense. by knowing and not being yeah. able to do anything about it. Yeah. Because I'd I'd live every day being like, What kind of what's going he said something's going on. Because he did he's already said something's going right. on. Yeah. So you know something's going on. He just comes to you and is just like, Do you wanna know? Yeah. I wouldn't even hesitate, but yeah. I think it'd take away my innocence. It definitely I think it would take away my... Because I would hate to know and find out it was nothing, really. 
But your innocence is almost based in that, bro. You, you, you've literally explained how we are in control of our own reality and like we can be, yeah, I know you said that we're not, what if we're not? Yeah. But in the sense that you said, like I am happy to kind of do me and let others do them. Yeah. And that in itself is innocent, but almost past other people's levels. So make, makes them the innocent ones and you the non-innocent in, the, in that you understand past the point of the bullshit. Right. You right. know, the innocence is being like, oh, this is all real. But you're like, no, there's an element to this that isn't real in the sense that it's described to us, like we said yeah. with time. Yeah. So I feel like you're already on a step where you're living past the element of reality. and You're, yeah. in, you know, you're already past that part of innocence. Like mm. the innocence is going to get a nine to five and being happy with it and making money and having kids yeah. to go and go. Yeah. Like, that's the innocence. You're already past that. But also it's the idea that I know that this is finite and... I'm pretty sure that I only get one go. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You definitely only get one go at this. I don't know, man. Bro, like I'm telling you, <laughs> I had to make it dark, but I've tried a lot of different ways to connect with my dad and like he definitely only got one go at it, bro. Like, <laughs> rude shit, bro. I'm like, bro, like what if, what if your dad was like reincarnated in like South America somewhere as like a little Asian boy who like moved to South America from like Thailand? I mean, fair play to it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, fair play. We don't know. Who knows? But this is the point, right? This is what we're saying at the top of the show, which is good because we're coming to the end of the show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's good though, because it's like, there's so much we don't know that you could just release everything. Yeah. But that in itself is a very uninnocent point to be making, right? It's like, if you're so open to the fact that every single thing could possibly not be the way it is, you're already open to knowing what the answer is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, even if even if God came down and he said, yeah, so this is it. So he gave you the answer to what it was. Would it necessarily change? Because you've already said that you question the reality of what we've been taught and what yeah. people show us. Yeah. Would it really be that different than you questioning just the reality that you had been living already? But but this is but this is the thing. There's a distinction because it's it's the reality based on my terms. Right. You know what I mean? Like I question the reality living in London in Tottenham, like as a black kid who skates a lot. Yeah, right? Right, right, right. I don't question the reality as like an Icelandic man who you know swims in the Minus frozen. Fighting, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't question that reality. Yeah. yeah. But like, imagine knowing. Like, imagine like God being like, hey this is what's happening. You only get one goal and like, this is the trajectory of life. This is where it's going to go. This is where it's going to end. What if he asked you what you wanted to happen? What if he said, cool, Amzi, you have four options for how the world's going to (laughs) go. A, B, C, I'd stop him right there. I'd be like, it's too much. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to answer you. It's too much. But you wouldn't even decide. Bro, I'm, I'm a, is, this, is this fate? Am I like... Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. God's like, yo, you, you, you get to pick what's going to happen. Go. I'm too scared, man. You'd be like, yo, give me like three rinks in London. <laughs> send me back down. <laughs> pick someone else. <laughs> Bro, I, I just want people to be able to be happy. And I think part of, part of the way we live now gives us the opportunity to make ourselves happy i don't think i don't think the ride should be easy um i think setting our business should be hard and i think grinding for the things that you want should be hard because it makes you tough 
um, I've seen way too many people like get Insta famous and like get like super deep famous and not build any character, you know? Um, and it's too much to deal with. And like we see these people on Big Brother all the time. And I mean, Big Brother's a bit of a throwback, but like Big Brother, Love big, Island. Big up Big Brother on big Channel up big 4, brother. not yeah. Channel 5. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like we've seen these people go in, get Insta famous and then just like, you know, we had that story about the, the guy in Love Island who was like, a, once I got out and work stopped, stopped coming in, I was just useless and I went to kill myself. I think there has to be some grind. Evolution, evolution is hard. But do you think that the grind needs to be... It feels like something... It feels so wrong to say there has to be a grind because some people are already grinding for everything else. Yeah. They're taking care of kids. Maybe they're a single parent. Yeah. Holding down a job. Grinding to keep just above water with their health. Yeah. And just get their food in. Do you know what I mean? So someone like that's not going to have the opportunity because it's, it's so difficult, right? But then there's the other side of it where someone who doesn't have to do any grinding gets everything like a Love Island star. Yeah. And so like, it feels so difficult. I agree with you, but it feels so difficult to say it because you're like, where's the middle ground, right? But bro, this is the thing though. Like we, we say that, uh, we say that like, oh, you know, there's opportunities for certain people and blah, blah. And I think that's very true. Like on mass there is, but the reason we love Michael Jordan is because he did it. He made it the out. The reason we love the NWA is because they did it. They did it. You know what I mean? They were the guys who, who made it out. And I think, again, I'm 26 years old. I'm still living my life. But I think in order for us to look up to those people, we have to be conscious of the people who won't make it out. And there has to be some, some negative and some positive for us to really appreciate how hard it is to be a Michael Jordan, to be a Michael Jackson. You know, Michael Jackson was, you know, getting beat up in his house by his dad. You know what I mean? And went on to become like one of the biggest, like even the records he has now that can't be broken. You know, there are so many rappers who came from places that look, you know, worse than where we are sitting right now, you know, and, and they made it out. And there's a lot of love that we have for that. And and, and, a, and a lot of the time they, they give it back. They bring it back to the community. Like a Nipsey. Bro. Nipsey was just I'm just about to say that. Do you know what I mean? Like they bring it back because they made it out. Whereas a lot of people who didn't make it out of anything don't give a shit about anyone else. But that's what I'm saying. You like there's I mean? so many of these rappers who like don't really have much love for the game. I mean, I, I listened to an interview of a uh, Walker Flocker, and he was like talking about like I didn't want to. I didn't want to rap. I just wanted to make money. You know, like he there was no there was no love in there for him. But when you look at someone like Eminem, his whole life was that. You know what I mean? Kendrick. Like you look at fucking Bro. Childish Gambino and it's like, it's not rap, but it's about being creative, about making an impact, challenging, do you know what I mean? Being someone who is influential, you know, like, like even Dre, man, like again, again, like obviously he wanted to make money and do all these things, but he wanted to be something known, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he wanted to be known on the scene yeah. as like coming from the bottom and now he's here, you know what I mean? Bro, honestly, like there are so, so much of those, so many of those stories um, throughout history. And I think we wouldn't appreciate them as much if there wasn't the other side as well. Because we, we know what's happening in like, you know, we live in London, but we know what's happening in Detroit and Chicago. We know what's happening um, in like the poorer areas in Tottenham. And we know what's happening in, in all these places. We know what's happening. But every now and again, there's a gem. There's someone who breaks out and it's like, I'm going to do better. And those are the people Skepta. that we... Yeah. Skepta, Skepta, bro. 
Skepta was just from up the road, bro. Yeah. So was Chipmunk. Oh, yeah. Chip. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And Rich. Crepton Conan. Yeah, bro. All of them. And mm. look, Crepton Conan opened their, was it rest, a restaurant they opened? Recently? I didn't know they opened a restaurant. I've been watching their Something show. Something like that. Shout yeah. out Rap Game UK, bro. I'm Shout loving out, the Rap Game Shout UK, out. man. Shout out Crepton Conan and DJ Target for that as well. But even, even like, even like in the, like if we bring it back to the skate scene, like, a few a few years ago, there was no skate resist, there was no skate things, there was no watch my wheels, and now we're all blowing up, doing our little things. Like, bruv, I've I've been working with Fitbit, bro. I think that's so sick. Which is which is crazy. I love that video. But I'm just like I'm just like this guy, right? I no, live somewhere. No, but no, no. But what I'm saying is, in the grand scheme of things, I'm this dude, yeah. and I live somewhere and I skate, right? And I've had an opportunity to work with these these companies who treated me really well, you know. And the same thing with Skate with Sis. They're doing things with Impala, like they're working with skate companies. Like Watch Our Wheels is doing like gym box, like doing doing lessons in a in an establishment. You know what I mean? Like we we did it, or we're doing it, you know. We made it. Yeah. And and we're finding ways to break away from that and then eventually we'll figure out like a, and this is the thing that like I have so much admiration for, for the Jews because that was it, right? You came from that that whole like Holocaust and blah blah. And now like you you, you own like areas. Everything. Every everything. Everything. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? You it, it the, no one handed anything to you on a plate. And Nobody. the things you work for are way stronger. And that's the thing. It's like Having these relationships that you guys have built based on you, not based on what was handed to you, yeah. means that they're so much stronger. And it's like, obviously, big ups to everybody who hands down positions and like who uses their their way to help other people out. That's sick. But there is something that's really strong in and 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 rewarding in being like, oh, I I've literally built this, and because of what I've done, I'm getting these connections. Yeah. I'm getting 100%. this bit, and so it's just like, yeah it's just so much more rewarding and inspirational and then that creates the desire to keep going whereas like you can imagine someone who maybe is like they're getting into skating and they think they're good but they're seeing everyone else getting all this stuff and they just kind of like oh you know I should be getting this stuff and it makes them feel bad mm. so that's not what that's not what's going to grow your ability and grow your mental state in order to have this strong network to then start your business or start moving or growing yeah. like you got to have less I guess jealousy and less me versions and kind of be inspired by seeing other people succeed mm. rather than seeing it as a way to get you down. And I think like taking it back to social media now, it's like one of the things that I found social media or getting rid of social media has really helped me with is like that concept of like, oh, this person who I think I'm on the same level as or similar level as is doing so much better than me. But that doesn't, it's not one half the time. It's not actually true. So I was just checking time. Half the time, that's not actually true. It's just that I personally don't post stuff. Mm. So I never look at my own photos and be like, oh yeah, I've done all these six shoots. I'm like, oh, that person is doing all these six shoots. And I think about it, I'm like, I've done loads of six shoots. I just don't post it. But I think that's like indicative of the rest of it. It's like, oh, this person's on holiday and I'm not. Oh, this person's on doing this and I'm not. Oh, this person's got this contract and I didn't. Mm. You know, and it's like, that's just so detrimental to your mental health in, yeah. in life. Do you know what 100%. I mean? It's just so much more about building what you do from the ground up mm. and being less focused on how someone thinks of you or how they relate to you. Yeah. Be more focused on how you relate to them and how you feel about them. People are always worried that, like, oh, I don't want to upset this person. I'm so sorry. But who's to say they're worried about upsetting you? Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like, not most just, of the time. Do you know they're not? Yeah. They're not. I, I have conversations all the time where someone's like, oh, you upset this person. I'm like, cool, but I don't feel like I did anything wrong. They'll be like, well, but you upset them, so that's wrong. And I'm like, well, maybe they're wrong for being upset. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm, they are. Not all the time. Obviously, yeah. I do loads of shit wrong. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, you know, you have to be like knowing yourself before you can start judging others. And you mm. have to be knowing yourself before you let other people judge what you do. Yeah. Because like you said, like, you know yourself yeah. better than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, you can't put your, your worth on the shoulders of other people. You can't do that. You can't allow people to be, you're like. like so, so true. Bro, I, in the last couple of years, how many people do you know who've went to Dubai? Worked in. Who just went to Dubai. Yeah. And just spent all their money there. And it's like, that's sick. But that's not the path I'm on. You know what I mean? And just I Just because they're doing it and you want to do it, it doesn't mean if you want to do it, you could. Yeah. The reason you're not doing it is because you have a different path. But even if you couldn't, even if you wanted to and you couldn't, that doesn't take away from what they're doing that enables them to do that. And you can't sit there and be like, ah, oh, my friend can go to Dubai anytime they want because they got money, but I can't. I'm like, I'm building my shit. And I'm I'm focusing in on what I'm doing. You know, I can't be looking at you and be worried about if You're I can happy make for it. them. You should be happy. And I, I'm saying that as someone who still finds it difficult all the time. I'm Me not, too. I'm not, I love my friends and I love I love them succeeding. But obviously, it's difficult to see other people around you when you're still building and stuff like that. But like, it's something that you learn. It's something that you understand. And mm -hmm. it's like, cool. You need to be able to be happy for those people at the same time as building your own. Instead mm -hmm. of because otherwise they infuse. So you become like jealous and angry, and that infuses with your ability to progress. And then you're not progressing anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it makes it even worse. Yeah. Oh, Amzi. That's excellent. That was well, really soundtrack fun, sessions man. didn't happen, guys, because we and Amzi <laughs> got into too much of a good conversation. <laughs> what is the time? What are we on? Oh, we're on bang on two minutes. So apparently we've got a pre-record next, um, but Mateo needs to be uh, live doing his shit to, do, to put that on. So I'm going to put it on the playlist. But I've had a really good time with you, Amzi, man. I've had an absolute, like, like I said, I said to Amzi before we even start the show, I said, yeah, so we're going to have to do a couple more of these like, already. I know yeah. that and we haven't even started because this was fucking sick. I'm ready to go, bro. That I mean, was, yeah. it was so much fun. Um, yeah. yeah, it was great talking to you. I mean, we chop it up all the time in the rink, but you know, it's, it's a terrible place to, com to, to have a conversation, exactly. but we still managed to do it anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I knew this was going to be dope. Man, I'm so fucking gassed. We were gassed. What we did? We said this on like New Year's Day or something. Yeah. Or New Year's Day. We were like, "Yo, 23rd, let's lock it in. Let's go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gassed to have you here. I'm definitely gonna have you back. Thank, Thank you, you very much to everyone who's listened in. Um, please bear with me as I try to produce myself out of the show <laughs> because I haven't done any transitions. I've kind of forgotten what I meant to do. So <laughs> give me a second, and I'll just turn this bed up just so you guys aren't listening to nothing.